Welcome to the Root of Power podcast, where I teach you how to step into your power, find alignment, and create a life that you love using holistic methods, interviews with industry leaders, and inspiring stories from people who know that true freedom is found within. I'm your host and health and wellness bestie, Amanda Chills, and I'm so proud of you for choosing to step into the root of your power. Hello, 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 podcast fam. I am so grateful and so honored that you are choosing to let me live in your head rent-free. You are the average of the people that you exchange the most energy with, and it is truly an honor to be able to exchange energy with you and to help you grow. Um, The more people you spend time with who are inspirational or aspirational or teaching you something, really the better the better you are. And that is the hope for this podcast is that you get something out of it and then you in turn take that and make a change or have an increased awareness or or just hang out and listen. And if you're not ready yet, that's totally cool. So welcome to today's episode. I want to start with letting you guys know that I've got a couple coaching spots open. Um, so you can head to my website and check those out livemyhappyhealth.com and you can kind of browse the other things that we offer as well and if you have not signed up yet we have a free guide on how to start changing your life so let's party into this episode so I wanted to talk today about how I can predict with like astonishing accuracy how someone's life is going to go like their trajectory of their life using a very simple single metric and you may be like what Amanda are you a psychic no but that would be really cool um (laughs) the thing that I can use to predict with like crazy accuracy how your life is going to go is your calendar now you may be like what Amanda my calendars just work cool In that case, I can tell you what the next 40 to 50 years are going to look like. And if you're like most people, you prioritize working all the time. You try and squeeze in maybe going to the gym or maybe taking a class or maybe, just maybe, you prioritize your relationship or going on a date once a month or a vacation once a year. And I'm here to tell you, one, that makes me incredibly sad for you because that makes for a miserable life and it is oh my god life can be so much more to that and now you may not like me saying that and you may be like but Amanda I have bills and I have kids and my work is so demanding and and I have to you know blah 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 I have six toes on my left foot and you don't know my life because it only it only rains here three times a year and that means that I can't do anything and whatever, 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 right? And um, to which I say, I love you and I don't care. Um, How you schedule your time makes one of the biggest differences in your life. One of the other huge differences is the people that you surround yourself with and the person you're in a relationship with. But that's a whole other episode. So today we're going to talk about your calendar and your time and how you prioritize those. So I'm going to introduce you to a concept called time blocking, which is slightly different than scheduling. And we're going to talk about the differences in those. But I really want you, before we begin, to start thinking about 
where do you spend your time? Where do you squeeze things in, but they always seem to fall to the wayside? Um, What things have you said that you would do and there just doesn't seem to be enough time for them? Now, I'm not discounting that life is busy or that kids take up a ton of time. Um, Y'all, like, there's a reason that I don't have them. (laughs) And it's because in general, I have a lot more time than someone who has children. Um, When you have more money, you have more time because you can buy your time back when, you know, structurally, there's a lot of things that make a difference in your ability to have time. So for people that are like, well, Amanda, you're just saying that everyone has the same 24 hours as Beyonce like no that's not what I'm saying Beyonce is a multimillionaire married to like a billionaire so they can literally do whatever they want whenever they want um so no I'm not saying that like you have the same number of hours in a day as Beyonce because that's literally not true and I'm just not into lying but what you do probably have if you always find that you struggle to have times for your goals or your dreams is you probably don't have a system and you're probably not very good at boundaries so both of those things go into time blocking and now we get into the fun part where we're talking about what is the difference between time blocking and scheduling well so that you don't stay on the edge of your seat holding your breath for this super valuable life-changing information the difference between time blocking and simply scheduling things is that time blocking is scheduling according to your energy and how you naturally flow. So for example, I only see clients in the afternoon because it's very energy intensive for me to work with clients. That means that if I did it in the morning, I would need a nap. (laughs) Like literally, I would need a nap. And it's not really feasible for me to take a nap every single day. So I see clients in the afternoons. I save the mornings for all my back end work where it's maybe energy intensive depending on what I'm doing. Like creating is more energy intensive than just inputting stuff or checking finances or, um, you know, doing back end stuff. So I save that for in the morning so I still have the energy in the afternoons. Now, in order to figure out where you're putting the most energy, you need to do something called an energy audit. Now, an energy audit pretty much sounds like what it is. You're doing an audit on your energy throughout the day. So what I have clients do is I have them write down every single task that they have for throughout the day. Really, a few days is much more helpful, especially if your job kind of varies. If you work for yourself, you probably are wearing a lot of different hats. And so we want to go with like a week versus a day. And you're going to write down the tasks that you do, how much energy they take, and how you feel afterwards. So for example, if you are a graphic designer and you know that you um, do all of your client reach outs and you send the emails and you send the updates and that takes about two hours and you're like, yeah, that's not really a lot. Um, That's a low energy exchange, right? But if you're creating, if you're coming up with a brand template or designing something, that may take a lot more energy And so we don't want to schedule a bunch of those back to back because once we figure out where our energy is going, we can, we can schedule energy intensive things with a buffer or with a lower energy task. So that way you're not just spending a whole day draining your energy bucket because that doesn't work either. That's how people get burned out. That's how people 
just get so exhausted and bogged down in their business and in their life that they don't have time for anything else. One of the other things an energy audit is going to do is it's going to tell you where things are a time suck. So if you do an energy audit over the week and you're finding that every single day at your job, you hate your job and you hate being there and you hate the task and you just come home and you're so drained and you're so tired and then you have an argument with your partner or with your kids or with your dog because you're so burned out and you're so like like a knot that's been frayed and you just have no patience. Well, that is a pretty good indication that we need to change something about your job, either your attitude or the job itself or the pay structure. We need to change something, right? So an energy audit is going to give you a really good look at where the breakdown points are and where you're just hating your life, which is how I kind of code the really energy draining things. I'm just like, oh my God, I hate, I hate this. So like, for example, I used to hate Instagram. Oh my God, I used to hate doing it. Like it didn't feel authentic. I felt fake. Um, I was encouraged to do reach outs and I was like, this is stupid. I hate doing it. And I wouldn't do it. So I did an energy audit and I was like, ew, I hate this. It feels like quicksand. It feels like I'm walking through a swamp. I hate this. I hate it. And when we do an energy audit, when we have the breakdown points, we have a few decisions to make. And this is where time blocking comes in. We can either eliminate those tasks completely we can change our mindset around it, or we can give it to someone else. So what I did was change my mindset around it. And also, I didn't do reach outs. I don't care how much my business coaches recommended it. I'm not doing them. I don't care. If it causes my business to grow a little slower, that's fine because now I'm making a conscious choice, which means I'm choosing the consequence. If you hate your job, but you can't change it yet, if you have other areas that you need to work on in order for you to transition, well, now we know we just need a plan for you to transition. If you have a particular client that just drains your energy and you hate them, now we can make a plan to get rid of them or finish the project or never, ever, ever take on another client like them or hand them to someone else to deal with. Um, so energy audits help you figure out where the breakdown point is and help us say, okay, this is clearly a problem. How do we fix it or completely get it off of our plate? And it's going to give you really good insight into what things give you energy. So for example, your girl is never going to the gym at night. Like it's just, it's not going to happen. I get done at seven. I'm tired. I want to eat. I want to chill. Um, so I know that exercise gives me, gives me energy. So I need to do it in the morning. If I have to stop and task switch in the middle of the day and find time to go to the gym, like it's not really going to happen. So... Being able to, you know, juge my schedule with that ability to say, hey, what gives me energy? What helps me do these things? And then schedule them accordingly is another piece of time blocking, which we figure out how to do by an energy audit. So now that you're like, Amanda, I get it, like an energy audit, I have to write down the things that I'm doing and then figure out if they're energy drains or energy givers or just kind of neutral. How do we use that to time block? Well, friends, we time block it by, mm, what's the thing? Like, sorry, my brain just farted, but we're getting back online. We time block by using those energies and our energy throughout the day and then scheduling accordingly. So just like the example I gave earlier, I see clients in the afternoon because it's energy heavy. You may need to do certain products or projects in the morning when you have more energy and then, you know, t chill at noon, take your lunch break. If you take one of those, 
and then come back in the afternoon. You may need to not have as heavy a workload on Friday if you think about the weekend and you're kind of flapping off around then, as is kind of normal. You may love to hit the ground running on Monday. You may need an easier Monday to transition into the week. So this allows us to start finding our own aligned flow in our lives and start scheduling around it, which is going to give you more energy in the long run, I promise you. Because when you are in alignment with your energy and with your expectations, you naturally have more energy because there's not the friction where you're like, if you really need a slower Monday morning and every single Monday morning you hit the ground running, it's so overwhelming, you're so tired, like you're just spinning your wheels instead of going with your own natural alignment. So this process helps put you in alignment, which means you're wasting less energy via friction and then you have more energy to time block for the things that you actually love doing so we do we'll assume that you did an energy audit and you're like oh my gosh this is so great i know what tasks are draining i know how i like to have a flow and so the way that we do it is you look at your calendar right some people write it out and you write little blocks for the time and the day i just use google calendar because it's easier and if i write one more thing down i'm going to lose my mind so I fill in non-negotiables, things like meetings, things I have to be in in person, deadlines, um, non-negotiables that you cannot miss. Those go in whatever time they're at. If you have travel time to and from, if you need preparation time, those are non-negotiables. So those are going to go in first. Now, if you have goals for things like I really want to go on a date with my partner once a week or I really want to work out twice a week, those are also now non-negotiables. This is why I can tell you what the course of your life is going to look like if you let me look at your calendar. If those things are not on your calendar, guess what? They're not a priority. You put your non-negotiables first for a reason. So that is the step Number one to time blocking. Put in your non-negotiables and travel or preparation time if you need them. For example, if one of your non-negotiables is going to the gym, if it's not on your calendar, doesn't exist now, friend. And you may be like, oh my God, I don't want to use a calendar. Cool, but then like how do you prioritize your time? How do you know what you need to do? Right, you need a calendar. So you're welcome. Get a calendar. Now, the... Next thing that we do is we schedule in our next big priorities, things that have to get done and we want to align them with our energy if possible. So if you have more energy in the morning, we're going to schedule our draining tasks in the morning. If you're really like an afternoon chugger, plugger, awayer, then you're going to schedule those things in the afternoon. If you know that come two o'clock, you are so tired and you just like, oh my God, you cannot concentrate on another thing because you're just going to slam your head into a wall. That would be a really good time to schedule in a buffer, to schedule in like, you know, a 15 minute walk or go talk to your coworkers, like something where you have some room. Now the goal with time blocking is that we're not scheduling every single second of our day, right? Like you want to leave room for magic to happen. You want to leave room in case you need a break. But the other really beautiful thing that it does is it forces you to be efficient with your time because things take as long as you have the time for them to take. So if you have a project that should take an hour and you schedule three, 
Well, guess what? It's going to take three hours because now it will expand to fill the time allotted. So time blocking forces you to be efficient, which means you probably are going to get done with your work faster and then you have more energy and more time to do the things that you have been wanting to do. And time blocking forces you to take accountability for your own time and where you're having time sucks. If you just go around, and we talked about this on the victim, victim, wow, okay, Amanda, the victim mentality episode a few weeks ago, like if you don't take control of your time, you're a victim. If you don't take control of your life, you're a victim. If you don't take accountability for your life, guess what? You're a victim. And taking control and accountability looks like taking control of your schedule and scheduling things and saying, no, I'm not free at that time. I'm doing X, Y, Z. Or, you know, I would really love to do that for you, but I don't have room until later this week. Or absolutely, I'd love to meet you for coffee. How about X, Y, Z time when you've got time? So now you're not just floating in the sea of life, like you're steering the ship here. And it takes some discipline. It takes discipline to stick to your schedule. And we really don't know how well it's going to go until you start experimenting with it, right? So like I know that on Mondays, I like to have room to like write my notes to kind of start in on the week. I don't like to hit the ground running. I don't like to have a bunch of people stuff on Monday because I want to do back end stuff. I want to go a little slower into the week. And then Tuesday, Wednesday, I can do really people heavy things. Um, I don't like having clients on Fridays. And so I try my damnedest. (laughs) Sometimes it doesn't work out, right? We have to be flexible sometimes. But I try not to have any clients on Fridays because I go Monday through Thursday doing a bunch of stuff, seeing a bunch of people, and I just want to chill and like not talk to anyone on Fridays. Now, if you're my Friday people, I still appreciate you and adore you. But sometimes that's what we have to do, right? So I have to make time and build in time on Friday so that I know I've got some downtime. Okay. So that's pretty much time blocking all this. Wasn't a super long episode. Um, I'm not really ever sure how long they're going to be because we all know I like to just talk, which is why I have a podcast, but I try and make it useful for you. So to review, time blocking steps. Number one, we're going to do an energy audit, which means you're going to write down everything you do for a week, how you feel during and after and the amount of energy that it takes. Then we're going to start with a blank schedule. And we're going to put in non-negotiables. If you say you want something and you chronically don't make time for it, it is now a non-negotiable and you're putting it in. Okay, put it on your thing. It is non-negotiable. Date with your partner. Date with yourself. Go into the gym, meal prepping, whatever. It's now non-negotiable and it is going number one, well, two after the energy audit, but like the first thing on your calendar is non-negotiables. You are going to fill in the rest of the stuff according in your best ability to your energy, right? We can't always dictate our schedule, but we can probably have some flexibility. So we're going to put in all the other stuff according to our energy available and how much energy those tasks take, which is why we want your energy available and the energy that the tasks take aligned because I don't want you working harder than you have to, right? Like, Oh my God, let's get rid of the friction and just be able to walk at a normal pace, work at a normal pace without really like fighting yourself and fighting your energy. And then we're going to build in little buffers. So we're going to build in downtime. We're going to build in decompression time because I also don't want you working 
24-7 either, that sucks. You should enjoy your life, even if it's little pockets throughout the day. If you know that come 11 o'clock, you're like, man, I'm really kind of hungry and I want a break, put in a little buffer. I usually like to eat around 12 or 1, and so I had a, you know, a little buffer. Today I had salmon. It was delicious, so I made some salmon. I like to go out and play with Madge, and so I build in buffers. I'll add a little extra time to a project so that I have like 10 or 15 minutes of downtime. Madge is my dog, by the way. We play fetch a lot. For those that don't know, she's wonderful. Um, okay, but back to <laughs> back to time blocking, right? So we're going to put in all the other things according to our energy. And then we're also going to create the buffers. And the buffers allow us to decompress, have downtime, do things that we enjoy. And then try it for a week. It'll take a few days for you to really see where the holes are. And just adjust as necessary. Like this is your ship. This is your adventure. And so you get to decide. Here's your permission if you need it. You get to decide how you spend your time. And this may mean that you have to have a conversation with your boss. It may mean that you have to have a conversation with your partner or your kids or whoever. So scroll back and look at the boundaries episodes. Let me look at which one that is for you guys. So some of the boundary episodes were um, number 35. So how to set boundaries like your life depends on it because it does. And number 33, how to overcome people pleasing. Those are going to be really good episodes for you if you struggle to set boundaries or communicate things. And then if you want an example of a morning routine, we've got number 17 where I talk about my morning routine with you guys. So all of those are good places to start too. And if you would do me a super solid and like let me know how this goes for you because it's something I work with my clients on and it's been really like life-changing for them And I want to make sure that it's on the right track. So if there's something missing, if you're like, oh, Amanda, this step I actually found really helpful, it would be wonderful if you just let me know um, so that I can continue to tweak and, you know, be better for you guys. So that is our time blocking episode. Um, Go try it. Let me know how it goes, if there was something more that you needed or if it really worked well for you. And head over to the website and download the three steps to start changing your life livemyhappyhealth.com you'll find it there and go kick some ass like have a great day bye y'all